My chair's squeaking. Hang on. <laughs> it's too late, Ricky. Too late. Hello and welcome to Cool Breeze Over the Mountains, a podcast where we chronologically step through and discuss each film starring Keanu Reeves. My name is Andrew Gormley, and I am one of your hosts. I am joined in this episode by one of my co-hosts having problems with her chair. She secretly has a romantic life that confirms her hopes instead of her cynicism. Whitney Nelson. That is correct, actually. Yes, I nailed it! That's factual in real life. like the one possibly not negative line in this film. So there you go. <laughs> Boom. That's true. You yep. love to see it. Yeah. How are you, Whitney? I am well. How are you? No complaints, you know, it's one of those situations where steady, just, you know, stay in the course. Yeah, well, as I said before we started recording, I just built myself a gamer chair, so I'm ready to uh, troll the respawn and frag some noobs. <laughs> I right. built it with my own two hands, so it's perfect. make of that what, what all of you will, but I feel pretty, pretty uh, self-satisfied right now. There you go. Nice and comfy. It's the, mm-hmm. pod, it's the mm-hmm. dedicated podcasting throne, I, yes, I, I would exactly. imagine. Yes. There you go. There you go. Life is mm-hmm. good. I don't have you the know? full rig set up, but I'm getting there. Right. One I step at a time. I built the desk. I built the fancy chair with the leg rest. I'm good. I'm comfortable. You're embracing what is almost definitely going to be a work from home life for the foreseeable future. So yeah, it's smart. Exactly. It's smart. Exactly. You got you to gotta make it a separate place that you enjoy being in. Yeah. Improvise, adapt, overcome. Whoever that guy was. I can't remember. The guy used to go into the woods and live. What was that guy's uh, name? Bear Grylls. So, that's it. Oh, my God. Nailed it. Very good. Very good. <laughs> All right. Oh, Claire, Jody, hello. Hello to everybody. Hello, everyone in the chats. It's great to see you. Great to be back. All right. I want to get right to this one. So let me get some housekeeping out of the way, and then we'll start the old rigmarole. Uh, as always, up top, I want to mention you can find the website at coolbreezepod.com, email us coolbreezepod at gmail.com, or hit us up on Twitter at coolbreezepod, like so many of you do so often. It's awesome. Shout out to Helen Moon for potentially hooking us up with something big in the very near future. So a little tease, little tease there. So it's pretty cool. Secret, secret. (laughs) Oh boy. Uh, If you're watching live on Periscope or Twitch, we see you. Hello. Please interact with us. Chime in with your two cents. We will read your comments out loud, uh, agree, debate you, depending on uh, how we're feeling about the film in question. And then finally, if you want to be excellent to us, please share the show with your friends. Rate and review us on iTunes. Bring more folks into the fray. You know, Whitney, if you could vamp mm-hmm. for me for a moment, we have a new review. Ooh. I just forgot to pull oh. it. Oh, oh my. I was unprepared for vamping. <laughs> hey, everybody. This is Cool Breeze. I'm Whitney. Uh, so far, yeah. so great. <laughs> I'm nailing it. I'm crushing it so hard. Uh-huh. This is vamp extraordinaire. We should have saved the chair talk for the vamp. <laughs> We should have saved the chair talk. Why did you not let me know that there was vamping that <laughs> needed to happen? I forgot about this part. All right, I got this it. This would be a perfect time to frag some noobs. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Uh, I got it. I have this I have this here. All right. So, uh, this was a little bit, this was, I think this was a friend of mine. I, I don't, I, I have to confirm. I haven't heard back from this person yet. But the title of the review uh, felt a little backhanded. At first. So the title of the review was Pleasantly Surprised, which is like, (laughs) okay, okay. Uh, Sure, I'll take it, but it's not really what I want to hear. Right. Didn't want you coming in with negative impressions before you even hear us. I think we have changed hearts and minds. Let me read this review really quickly. To be honest, I avoided this podcast like the plague due to an overwhelming gushing by the media to make Keanu some sort of personal savior. I resisted all of the shameless plugs that popped up on my Twitter feed and Facebook, meeting them with a fierce, passive, aggressive scrolling. Okay? I'm not liking Mm -hmm. this. I don't like this so far. Mm -mm. Right? Mm -mm. Yeah. (laughs) This is antagonistic. Right. It's 
Are we being negged in this review? <laughs> I don't know. Here we go. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> Eventually and separately, I stumbled upon the fact that Keanu starred in a Paula Abdul music video in 1991. Feeling shocked at this discovery and being called out for my ignorance, I was immediately intrigued and knew that my friend Andrew's wisdom had connected the dots here. Mm-hmm. In the first episode, I expected gushing. What I found was anything but. Each host, especially Whitney, delivers a raw, honest, hilarious reaction and approach to Keanu's career, as I imagine anyone would agree. It took a bit of time for the man to become the sensation he is today. Witty commentary will now instead fill each quiet in-between moment as I play this podcast throughout my day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right? Oh, we won him over. Right. There is no need to rewatch any, and in parentheses, less desirable Keanu movie because their film summation and storytelling far exceeds expectations. Highly recommend it. In fact, if you haven't listened to them yet, you're missing out. You may even find yourself pining to rewatch Keanu's less popular films just to get the full effect of this podcast's clever insights and critiques. Whoa! Whoa! Aww. Aww. What a nice review. Yeah. That was, uh, that was. Right. It's a lot of twists and turns there, you know? It, was... <laughs> it really took us on a journey, <laughs> that review. Yeah. So that, I, you know, that's, I, I love that stuff. I'm sure Whitney just heard that for the first time. She, I, she, you know, loves that as well. So please, if you want, toss us a review. Could just be five stars, but if you have something nice to say, please throw that in there. If you have anything less than five stars, you know, you don't have to worry about it. Don't, don't trouble yourself. Get out of here. Don't trouble yourself as... <laughs> Leave. <laughs> right, right. I don't want your patronage. Right. I'm just kidding. We have, uh, my, uh, my friend Erica is actually also uh, watching on Twitch. Hello, Erica, as well. Hello. It's good to see you. Good to see you. That's it. That's all the housekeeping. So, uh, Whitney, if I may, I will take over the synopsis part, uh, if that's okay. Yes, please do. All right. Today, we are talking about the film Destination Wedding. Something we've been looking forward to individually and as a podcast for a long time now. The plot synopsis from IMDb is the story of two miserable and unpleasant wedding guests, Lindsay and Frank, (laughs) who develop a mutual affection despite themselves. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. sometimes when you have a succinct description, it doesn't quite capture the film. This does. It's absolutely in a nutshell. That is this film. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was written and directed by Victor Levin, who's had a pretty interesting career. Uh, if you, He's done some producing, some writing, and a little bit of directing, but primarily this focus on writing. He wrote a couple seasons of Mad About You, the television show, the, you know, the... Oh, interesting. Yeah, I mean, it was not an insignificant number of episodes. I can't remember how, like, how many episodes per season that show had, but his he was around 30 episodes, I believe, so... Pretty mm-hmm. cool. He wrote uh, an episode or two of the Larry Sanders show. He wrote a couple episodes of Mad Men. And then most recently, mm-hmm. he wrote a television show, which I believe is streaming on either Hulu or Prime called Survivor's Remorse. And that was fully his start to finish. So kind of all over the place, you know, in terms of, I think, maybe airing more towards comedy. But uh, mm-hmm. pretty cool nonetheless. Pretty cool nonetheless. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are other people in this film, like you see other people in this film, but this, you know, make no mistake, the only speaking roles in this movie are Keanu and Winona Ryder. That's it. Mm-hmm. So for all yeah. intents and purposes, that's it. There are no other people in the film. <laughs> right. Like you see bodies, but as far as talking about the cast, there are no other people. Yeah, just that. murmurs, just that kind of background noise. That's it. Uh, Whitney. I would love to hear what the critics and people have to say about this movie. All right. Well, we have a 52% critical score on Rotten Tomatoes and a 58% audience score. So this is one where everyone's fairly in agreement, but the audience likes it just a little bit more. Uh, Kevin Mayer, Maher, I'm not sure, of Times UK says... Quote, this is hands down the most ridiculously overwritten film in the history of rom-coms, possibly even of all movies. What? It's coming out hard. (laughs) Um, And then we have a user quote on Rotten Tomatoes from Holly W., who gave it 
three and a half out of five stars and said, the first time I tried to watch, I turned it off after 25 minutes. Their dry, constant back and forth is like ping pong, but it's not a bad movie. You have to be in the right mood and mindset to watch. You also need a glass of wine to settle yourself because you may be a little bored in the beginning. Okay. Okay. I think everybody, well, we, so this was our watch party this past Sunday. We had, uh, we, we had that we going on. We watched it with the, with the, as much of the crew as could show up. Right. We watched it on Amazon, like watch party. So we were all typing in the chat. Charles Nolan even showed up for a bit there. It was. It, Charles did. Filling, uh, the feed with his fun facts, which I love. Spitting fire. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There was definitely some fire. It was really fun. Watch parties are always fun. I'm sad I missed the Siberia one because even if it's a terrible movie, it's fun. Um, but it really adds like a, a lively element to watching this movie that I think for me made it much more enjoyable in that beginning part. Yeah. So my opinion of this movie uh, I said some sometime in the watch party that this is what Richard Linkletter thinks before sunrise and before sunset are or should be, <laughs> um, and is not. I find them very pretentious. And this movie is also a little bit pretentious, but I don't like watching stuff with people. I don't like watching a movie where everyone is terrible. And at first, this movie seems like maybe everyone is terrible, and we're just going to be stuck with these two being terrible to each other the whole movie if you have like a glass of wine or some people that you're watching it with or you go in knowing you're gonna start out the first 10 minutes or so not liking either of these people but just being trapped in like long shots with these people basically every like there's very little editing in this movie Mm -hmm. it is like you can go a whole scene in one take with no editing at all uh it's very much Andrew talked about it being a a play, and it totally is a play that was just, like, filmed instead of put on stage. Um, It's... If you liked Much Ado About Nothing, I think you would like this one, because the... Interesting. The Beatrice, Benedict, like, they're rivals, but they're friends, but they snipe, but they fall in love thing, that is very much the energy that is in this movie. They are both... Very cynical, somewhat depressed, very antagonistic towards one another, but they have a good connection, and the writing is clever, and it goes very quickly in a very, like, West Wing sort of style, and Aaron Sorkin sort of walk and talk, although they're very rarely walking, and they're more sitting. They go, it's, literally, the summation of this movie is not going to happen, (laughs) basically, because the part where we go through the plot is just, like, they meet at the airport. They're <laughs> shitty to one another. <laughs> you don't want to be sitting next to either one of them. No. And then they get ended up getting sat next to each other on the plane. And then they're on the plane and you don't like either one of them. And they just snipe back and forth. Neither one of them can help themselves from talking. And both of them have very shitty and cynical worldviews. But being these two people who are kind of like the slush table, they're the extras that you don't expect to come or you don't know where to put them. You don't want to put them at the family table even though one of them is a brother. Um, Keanu, obviously, (laughs) is the brother. Um, But at some point, first of all, I think that it's just these two people having the chemistry that they have from working together and being friends so much over the years, he has better chemistry with Winona Ryder than with anyone else I've ever seen. And I definitely can say that having gotten as far as we have, he's had chemistry with other people, but he has more chemistry with Winona than anyone else I've ever seen on screen. And that plays so well because they're both charismatic, they're both quirky, they both have all of their, you know intense obsessions and weird personality traits and they're both very unforgiving about like who they are they are very committed to being who they are and who they've like these curmudgeons that they become as they've gone through life and been burned by different stuff and whatever but they have no one else to talk to or hang out with for this weekend because it's a destination wedding so they're sat at the same table together they got the same flight together they you know uh Everything, they end up being in the same place at the same time. Their rooms are right next to each other, and they're like, well, we hate each other, but we're going to hang out this weekend. And the way that they fall in love is not like a falling in love 
so much as a there's a spark that they just can't ignore. So even though they spend the first good half of the movie hating one another, and honestly, they don't ever really like love each other. Right. But they get <laughs> along and they're so open and honest with their feelings and the dialogue is so witty and snappy and they're both charming and they're charming together that I loved it. Mm-hmm. I really liked this movie. I thought it was fun. I thought it was funny. There were um, some pretentious like philosophical monologues, but also some of them were much more real and resonant than a lot of like Richard Linkletter or other kind of pretentious philosophical monologue movies it's definitely there's an element of that there so if that's not your thing that's half of this movie if not more but i think they're very down to earth i don't think they're too far with their heads up their own butts in the script i laughed a lot it was so fun the way that they gravitated towards one another and the way that they were mean to one another and the way that they were nice to one another when they started being nice it was very cute yeah um and the the fact that this is one of it's not a healthy relationship i don't want to say that because they're both very broken cynical jaded angry people but the way that they communicate with one another is healthier than i've seen two people communicate in entertainment maybe ever yes the only conflict is that they don't have the same world views on stuff and they start out not liking each other. But the conflict is never miscommunication. It's never like saying one thing and doing another. It's never keeping a secret. Like everything, they're so upfront and open about who they are and what they like and what they don't like and what they're in it for when it comes to like having sex and, you know, should we have sex again <laughs> and all that kind of stuff. Like they talk about every moment of it in a very open, honest way. And the communication between those two is so great that it's like it's healthy in that way. So, yeah, I thought it was, uh, you know, the cinematography was good in that it was very competent cinematography, but it's hard to talk about it when you're talking about people basically filming a play. The editing was not even necessarily notable, (laughs) except for the fact that every scene was one long take. Yeah. So you have them doing 10, 12, 15 minutes of dialogue with no edits, no cuts, no going from one person to the other. It's like one master shot, and that's the only thing you see for the whole scene. Like, the entire time that they're in the airplane, it's one long shot. So everything that they say, everything that they do, there can't be any slip-ups. They have to nail it. And it's very impressive in that regard. But it's not editing that necessarily you would even notice because there's not that much of it. It's just going from one setup to the next setup that you that there's any editing at all. So um, Keanu Reeves does an incredible job in being far more comedic than we really ever see him being other than stuff like Bill and Ted, but it's totally different than Bill and Ted. Yeah, He plays a very, he's like a, if they were Bert and Ernie, he's the Bert. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, yeah, I got it. He's more angry, he's more... Um, uptight. He's decided not to feel joy in his life uh, again. And he's just very business-like and matter-of-fact. And doing comedy in that vein isn't really something I think I've ever seen from him. And he nails it. He's really, really good at it. Um, Winona Ryder, also charming, also funny. She's a little bit more neurotic, but also a little bit more... um, open to ideas and fun and whatever. So yeah, I, I overall, I really liked this film. I had a very enjoyable time, but I do think part of that was because we went into it with the watch party to get us through that initial time. If the whole thing was them hating each other and also being terribly dislikable people, I would have hated it. Yeah. And I get why people did hate it and found it unbearable is because if you don't have anything to get you through that first little bit, it would probably leave a sour taste in your mouth that you don't get out. But I think once you ease into it and let it wash over you, they both are so funny and so charming and so honest and open that it really wins you over. Yes, absolutely. That's what I have to say. All right. You made a lot of really great points and a lot of them pretty much 
line up exactly with what I think about this movie. I get like some of the easy stuff out of the way, <laughs> like what you said. Like technically, it's it's very good, right? It's the cinematography, a lot of the uh, landscape itself, at least when we get to the destination, does the job of segueing us between <laughs> scenes, I guess, as it were. Uh, and then the editing, that, that, that editor's job was probably difficult in that they had to decide between what is the better 15-minute long take of, the, yeah, of, exactly. of however many they did, right? I have no idea what that is, but it's like, let me watch this 15 minutes. Let me watch these next three 15 minutes. What's the best one? But beyond that, there is not too much editing at all, really, which mm -hmm. is great. It, it really, truly is. When you listen to them do the, these long, long back and forths or monologues or whatever, and then it clicks in your brain like, holy shit, they still have not cut. They are just going for it. That is something to behold. It's really, really cool. That also lends to the play aspect of it, where, of course, people on stage have to do that every single night, sometimes twice a night. Never, you know, mm -hmm. never miss a line. Mm -hmm. So with all that said, uh, I have a couple things to say. This is... I am not as have well established on this show. I am not a person super familiar with the rom-com genre, right? Beyond what mm -hmm. Keanu has been in and a few that Whitney has recommended me. I have not seen many rom-coms. However, this felt like a great subversion of the genre. As far as I could tell, Whitney, you might be able to speak more towards this, but like you go in expecting a thing and it's like, oh, wow, we're just going to go fully against expectations right out of the gate. It's like, the only thing that is true is like, these two people might end up together, right? I, th mm -hmm. I think the smartest thing that they did in this entire movie was cast Keanu and Winona because yep. if we were sitting here watching any other set of actors, I mean, it, literally any other set of actors be miserable, unpleasant, cynical people for 90 plus minutes, that could grate on you. But yeah. there is something, like you said, there's something so charismatic and so much chemistry between these two that it works and you're like engaged the whole time. It's really, mm -hmm. we, we've, we've slammed movies in the past where like, I, I have no one to root for here. I don't like any of these people. And if yeah. I met either of these people in real life, there's a chance that I wouldn't actually like them <laughs> as <Pretty> people, <laughs> right? However, in finding each other and kind of breaking down, or not breaking down, that's too strong of a word, but like chipping away at these walls that they've built up over the years mm -hmm. of each other, there's something really kind of beautiful about this story. I was, I was engaged the whole time, like, and there are periods of the where, you know, we're watching this. We had the watch party. The chat is going. And I'm like, there are a lot of words that happen in a very short amount of time in this film. Like, mm -hmm. just an onslaught. So I'm like, I'll check over the chat, but I'm still listening. So I'm not technically r reading. So, like, <laughs> I didn't want to split my attention too much. But, man, the dialogue is sharp and and very witty. And it, I feel like this movie would reward a rewatch or two or three. Mm -hmm. I, post I agree. I posted the watch party on my, uh, the link for the watch party on my Facebook page. And I actually couldn't believe how split everybody was on this, where there were people that chimed in and were like, I hated this movie. And then there were people like, this is a really fun movie. I like it a lot. And I guess like, I guess that's the case. It just depends on how much you put into these two characters, how much you're willing to invest. Like people, most people who didn't like it said they turned it off after about 20 minutes. I can understand that. However, I think the movie really starts to shine and hit it when they finally begin to connect. Like right around the time mm -hmm. they're at the winery, I would say. <laughs> the, yeah. the day of, the activities you never normally do bullshit or whatever that title card said. Yeah. Um, the title cards, by the way. Thank you for bringing so them up. So good. So good. Every single title card was hilarious. Yeah. So good. Exactly. Exactly. 
And there's a sort of little like jaunty French accordion type music that plays in the score sometimes that makes it very farce-like. Yes. It feels like an old-fashioned like 30s play at some points because there's like the little whimsical French music in the background and they're like going into doors and then turning around and like opening the door but then the other person's on the other side. Like there's some very farce-like stuff that I truly, genuinely enjoy. And I think that was the first kind of stuff, right, when they get to the hotel, that sucked me in. That's when I became more invested, is because it was very charming and very funny. And that was after the first, like, two title cards. And I was, like, I bought in at that point. But I think if you don't get to that, Point and you don't buy in that I, I absolutely see turning it off after 20 minutes and thinking it was terrible. Right. Um, people who stuck with it, though, and still hated it, I don't understand because I think it's just too charming and too fun to hate it once you've seen the whole movie. I, I don't understand that. Yeah. You gotta... The, the, the turn at the end, it's just so nice, like, <laughs> showing up at the door. It's, uh, like, it was great. I also just have to call out the only a lot of this movie is funny in its in its wit and sarcasm and it and and not necessarily in my opinion like laugh out loud funny. It's one of those like like your brain acknowledges like oh that's very funny. That's very astute. It's like an astute observation about life or love or something along those lines. But the scene with the mountain lion is hilarious <laughs> and I just thought I would mention that specifically that that was very fun, very funny, and I guess mm-hmm. you know it's not the first time that Keanu has encountered a mountain lion in our movie watches. So super weird, <laughs> super weird connections. Uh-huh. Uh, I think that's it, really. Both of these, it's clear. I think Charles in the 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 watch party chat said that this is their fourth film together, and I hope they do another one. They are. They are legitimately great together. I hope we see them again mm-hmm. do something because it's awesome. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I had a great time with I it. Agree. I'm, I agree. I do yeah. very much intend to watch it again. and and I will also watch it again. Uh, and I intend to watch it again because I do think there was jokes and dialogue and whatever that I missed. <laughs> it's definitely one of those where you're you're thinking about a line that was said or sort of chuckling to yourself about a line that was said and you miss the next line because it comes so fast. Right. And then, and then the ch- it's, it's good. It's good. The chat is all very much in agreement here with us, I believe. I'm just checking through here. People, uh, <laughs> Jody, referring back to your earlier comment, that makes Lindsay Ernie in the Burton Ernie. Mm-hmm. Claire calls mm-hmm. out politically formed, which is a great, great, mm-hmm. <laughs> great descriptor in this film. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of these. I really, really liked when they were appraising one another physically. Yes. It was really not fun or funny, but it was like just very, like you said, very stooped. Right. It's what they, it was like a mixture of like compliments and their own personal preference. Like, and you just you find out how much of an of a Venn diagram overlap there is between the two, which like in this part of this falling in love story, and you're like, hey, it turns out like all these things I really like about the opposite sex, you embody all of these things. It's I, I, it's very cool. It was just like, well done, well done. Mm-hmm. But yeah, she says that he has a balletically formed penis, <laughs> and it's really funny. <laughs> Not too, I, not too big that it's cause for alarm, but not, <laughs> it's just it's great. It's great. It's great. Yeah, I think that that might is. Do you have anything else? I think this was a, a you know we we have our things that we run down here. Pacing was. I thought the pacing was actually quite good. I mean, uh, all things it considered, flew by. Considering the fact that it's two people that are kind of terrible people who hate one another constantly talking with no interruptions and no other people you would expect that to feel like a trudge and it didn't i turned around and the movie was over so i think the pacing was incredible considering how much dialogue there was and how it was just two people monologuing back and forth yeah 
you wouldn't expect it to feel like it went so fast. And so I think the pacing was incredible. Yeah. And I, a, a lot of the, a lot of our individual points, you know, plot, I think it was a great, this was a great, the wedding was a great backdrop for these two people who would not have met really otherwise. No plot. Yeah. And I like that they bring up the possibilities. Like, do you think they're trying to set us up? Like, Adjoining yeah. rooms, same flight, like all the, and I don't think any of that is actually true. I just happenstance, mm-hmm. maybe. It's actually more fun to me if it wasn't <laughs> planned. Like, let's uh, yeah. put these two miserable people I'm, <laughs> together. I'm 100% sure that it was not planned because they hate the brother. Yes. And they hate the ex wife. And there's no way that they would be like, you know who should get together? This shitty brother <laughs> and this ex wife I hate. <laughs> right. That Good would never call. happen in real life. That that was just, there's always a table where it's like, I have these random acquaintances from a job I had 10 years ago that I'm still friends with, and the, like, one cousin who's outside of the immediate family, <laughs> and, you know, a couple people from school. And they all end up at the same table because they don't fit in with, you know, there's this friend group that's all sitting here, and there's the family, and they're all sitting here, and there's the other side of the family, and they're all sitting there. There's always a slush table. I've been at that slush table <laughs> multiple times. Yeah. Sometimes That's, it's the best they, place to be. There was no thought put into it. They just put them at the slush table and then everything else was kind of just happened because they were going to the same place at the same time. Yeah. A lot of fun. A lot of fun. I think that's pretty much, that pretty much sums up Destination Wedding. Uh, it does. I, I'm sure if you can't tell by our tones, we, we get to the recommends and stuff later. It'll be interesting, mm-hmm. but for now, mm-hmm. Whitney, is it time to, to knock, I guess? It's time. It's time. Let's bring Charles on out. All right. I'm very excited. I'm very excited. So uh, let's kick this off the right way. Pop quiz, asshole. There was a time when I had the need to learn from you. Oh, what the hell do you know? Lose! I don't lose! I win! Got a lot to learn about sportsmanship. Boom. 71 episodes in, Whitney. I'm finally, finally off script. Are you ready? Here I go. Here I go. I've hidden it. Pop Quiz Asshole is our very own quiz show where our host asks each of us three questions. If one of us gets it wrong, the other has a chance to steal. If but And then if the other person gets it wrong, someone else would have a chance to steal. But that's that's not going to happen because there's only two of us. There's it's only a, two of us. It's actually a game of skill. Today. Yes, at this point. It is not a game of default. <laughs> right. Although this does mean, once again, that we are competing against the void. We are competing against the void, and we have established that we do not know what happens when the void wins. And right. I honestly have never never been more terrified of anything in my life, and I right. have chronic anxiety. So there are stakes. let's not let the void win. Stakes. Oh, it's it's mm-hmm. crazy. Uh, the points are not cumulative and only determine who wins the episode. So that's a lot of fun as well. <laughs> so with all that out of the way, I'm going to turn it over to our master of ceremonies, Charles Nolan. Hello, everybody. Hello, Hello Charles. Charles. How are you doing today? Doing very well, thank you. How are you? I am fantastic. It's great to hear. It's great to hear. Are we ready to begin? Yes, Always, we are. Charles. Yes. Well, let's start off with Whitney. Oh, boy. Okay. What is the name of the airline that they're flying out from at the start of the movie and back home at the end? Oh, jeez. Is it A, Mokulele, B, Lemoleku, or C, Kule Mole? I have no <laughs> idea. Uh, Lemoleku? That is incorrect. God damn it. I, I literally only remember the pronunciation of the first one, so I'm going to go with Moku Lele. That is correct. Yes! <laughs> I was like, there's too many syllables that uh-huh. are conflicting. Yeah. All right. All right. Question number two goes to Andrew. How long ago was Lindsay engaged to Keith? Oh. 
damn it. Five years, six years, or seven years. My gut is telling me seven years. Your gut is wrong. That is incorrect. <laughs> damn it. It's five years. That is incorrect. <laughs> I was so oh, sure no. it was five. It was six, and that means the void. Oh, gets no. <laughs> Wait, hey. Damn it. <laughs> you got it wrong first. Don't I know. Me. That's true. You We're are both worried. equally at fault. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Moving back to Whitney. Yes. Which two letters indicate the rooms that Lindsay and Keith were in in the hotel? Hmm. Were they A, A and B, B, C, and D, or C, <laughs> E, and F? God damn it. That's, that's messed up, Charles. I'm going to say E and F. That is incorrect. Oh, I'm feeling real nervous now. Um... I'm going to say C and D. That is correct. Yes. <laughs> All right. All right. We're keeping the void at bay. All right. <laughs> Moving on to Andrew. There are two other names that we can see at Frank and Lindsay's table at the wedding. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Adrian is one. What is the other? Okay. Is it A, Whitney, B, Howard, or C, Barbara? <laughs> uh, it would be cool if it was Whitney. Uh, I'll just say Whitney. <laughs> it would be cool, but it wasn't. <laughs> that is <Damn> incorrect. <laughs> I believe it was Barbara. That is correct. Nicely done. Moving okay. on to Whitney. How many degrees does Lindsay declare it is during the wedding? A, 600 degrees. B, 800 degrees. Or C, 1,000 degrees. 1,000? <laughs> that is incorrect. God damn. 600. That is incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> It was uh. 800 degrees. Fun fact, that would kill people. <laughs> Moving on to Andrew. Okay. What song plays during the wedding that Lindsay says she used to love? Was it A, You Made Me Love You, B, Till There Was You, or C, At Last? Uh, geez, I should remember this. You made me love you? That is correct. All right. Turns out I do. Okay. <laughs> Going into the final three questions of regulation, the scores are Whitney with one point, Andrew with three, and The Void with two. <laughs> I don't like it. I don't, I don't like it. <laughs> Moving back to Whitney. Yes. What happened between us was not a miracle. It was closer to a what? <laughs> was it a disaster, B train wreck, or C debacle? Debacle. That is correct. I know nice. because I chuckled when he said debacle. It is a fun word to say. It is a fun word. I like debacle. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Moving on to Andrew. After what constellation is the brand of chocolate that they eat from the mini bar named? Is it A, Cassiopeia, B, Delphinus, or C, Triangulum? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm going to go with... Cassiopeia. That is correct. Yes. <laughs> yes. Good, because I could not have gotten that one. I did not remember B at all. We we know that I am the uncultured swine on this show. What was that last one? Triang triangulum? Is that real? Triangulum. 
Is that real? Yes. Uh, it is okay, real. Okay, I'll have to do some research. Okay. <laughs> Just wanted to make sure. Please do. <laughs> if it turns out that it is, in fact, not real, please remember I am a Keanu Reeves expert, <laughs> not a star expert. Duly noted. Duly yeah. noted. Moving on to the last question of regulation. Okay. Whitney. One of the producers of this movie is related to an actor from The Princess Bride. Which actor is it? What? A. Mandy Patinkin. B. Carrie Elwes. Or C. Christopher Guest. Uh, Mandy Patinkin. That is incorrect. God. Uh, Carrie Elwes. That is correct. <laughs> it was his brother. Oh, that's pretty neat. Okay. There you go. Fun. It is now time for the bonus round. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Now, if you are just tuning in for the first time, the bonus round does not have questions posed specifically to one person. They are open for anyone to buzz in to guess first. Let's quickly remind everyone what those buzzers sound like. Whitney, what does your buzz-in sound like? Me. And Andrew, what does your buzz-in sound like? Bzzz. Wonderful. Bonus round question number one. What was written on the side of the car that came to the airport for Frank and Lindsay? Was it A, Keith and Anne's wedding car? B, Keith and Anne's love shuttle, or C, Keith and Anne's romantic pickups. <laughs> Andrew. <laughs> Keith and Anne's love shuttle? That is correct. <laughs> uh -huh. Funny. I was like, that's something, uh, yeah, that's something that these people that they've talked about sound like they would do. Mm -hmm. It definitely is. <laughs> uh. Bonus round question number two. We see a scene where the two characters watch the same movie separately in their hotel rooms. Which movie starring Edward G. Robinson are they watching? Was it A, Journey Together, I B, The Woman in the Window, or C, Scarlet Street? Me. Whitney. Scarlet Street. That is correct. Yep. That was 100% you on that one. That would have been a <laughs> full-on guess from me. Uh, I was hoping that was going to be a question. <laughs> full-on guesses can still sometimes be beneficial. It's true. Uh -huh. I've, I've made my way to where I am on mostly just <laughs> guesses. <laughs> We'll have to look at the big data machine to verify this. I don't know. I don't know. Mm -hmm. It might be true, actually. It might be. It might be. <laughs> For the final question of Pop Quiz Asshole. What animal does Frank say Lindsay eats like? <laughs> a, a raccoon. B, a bird. Or C, a mouse. Me. Whitney. A raccoon? That is correct. Nice. Nicely done. I was thrown off there because I thought I remembered him saying squirrel, and then that wasn't one of the choices, and I was like, wait. <laughs> it was raccoon. It was. A raccoon. Raccoon. A raccoon. <laughs> <laughs> A very exciting round of Pop Quiz Asshole. It was. With the void getting two points. <laughs> but our ultimate winner... Being Andrew. Excellent! <gasps> oh my god! Oh my god! It's so good. I hope this song. I hope this song is in face the music. That's all I can hope for. So good. So Charles, good. Yes. How how many points did I get? You got six points. Holy, what? 
That might be my best round of all of pop quiz. I think maybe my second best round is like half of this, three points per- potentially. I'll have to go look back, but that might be my best game. Oh, exciting. That is 50% <laughs> of the questions asked throughout the entire quiz. <laughs> That's all I go for. That's all I aim for. <laughs> it was an impressive turnout. All right, all right. And now it's time for Pop Quiz Audience. Oh, boy. For Pop Quiz Audience, I ask the audience three questions, and they can tweet at me their answers. And if they get them correct, they get a shout-out on our next episode. Last episode, I asked three questions about Siberia. Question number one. So sorry for the bird is a common Russian phrase used to diffuse tension and is used a few times in this movie. They mention that it's a reference to another movie. What movie is it? No one got this one right, but the movie is called The Caucasian Prisoner. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Hmm is right. (laughs) (laughs) Next question was, where does Katya's sister Olga run her travel agency? The correct answer to that was Brisbane. Correctly guessed by Zoe. Excellent! Way to go, Zoe. The third question was, how old is Lucas Hill? The correct answer to that, also correctly guessed by Zoe, was 51. Way to go, Zoe, again. Excellent! Perfect. Crushing it. Absolutely crushing it. Now, here are the three pop quiz audience questions for Destination Wedding. You can tweet to me at The Nolan, T-H-E-N-O-W-L-I-N, or hashtag pop quiz audience. And if you're right, you'll get called out on our next episode. Question number one. What is the number of the cab that Lindsay gets into at the end of the movie? Hmm. Question number two. What popular chip brand did they eat from the minibar? And question number three, what is Lindsay's street address? (laughs) So tweet to me and have your name exuberantly called out and have that (laughs) quick little riff played for you when you get it right. I realize that this is probably an excellent time to parlay this into saying the people who tune in live have a leg up. They've already they heard the They've question. They've already heard the questions. This is a very good point. There have been times when I have gotten tweets almost immediately after reading the questions. So I'm not saying that it's imperative that you tune in live, but we have like six or seven episodes left. You know, it might be in your mm-hmm. best interest to, to help. Mm-hmm. 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 That's all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's all I'm mm-hmm. saying. Speaking of, I have just received a tweet with an answer to one of the questions. <laughs> there you go. We can't, we can't do it now, but oh my gosh. You're, I'm sure it's Melissa, Claire, or Jody. Just it is the, one of those three. Tune in live go. next week to get a leg up on the competition. <laughs> what? Oh, what marketing. I love it. Charles, as always, thank you for the work that goes into this. It's one of, of my favorite course. parts of the week. Generally. This is so much fun every time. I enjoy getting to step out of my void. Uh-huh. <laughs> Full stop. <laughs> and also interact with delightful people. <laughs> I'll, I'll uh, take it. We enjoy it, it too, Charles. All right. Well, have, have a good, I don't know how time works there. Rest yeah, of your have, have void. Have a good void. Have a good I will void. have a very good void. A good <laughs> void to you as well. <laughs> Perfect. Thanks, Perfect. Charles. Bye. <laughs> oh man, that was that was wonderful. What a it game! I, it's a great I, game. I'm hoping. I think we have a few surprises up our sleeves for the the last as we wind down to the end here. I'm hoping that we get we'll have a third chair and really. Really make these last couple special. Yeah, All thanks got, to Charles. We've got really. some stuff lined up for y'all. So. Yeah, yeah. All right. So because I was doing the watch party and chatting in the chat rather than taking notes, uh, I did not write down 
beat by beat what happens in the movie. I went to Wikipedia, and here's the thing. All of it's talking. Almost nothing happens in this movie. There's very little yeah. plot, and there's very little scene change. So the Wikipedia synopsis for this movie is as follows. <laughs> Frank and Lindsay meet at the airport as they wait to board their flight to Paso Robles. As they talk, they realize they are both in town for the same wedding. It is revealed that the groom is Frank's half-brother and Lindsay's ex-fiance. Throughout the weekend, Frank and Lindsay stick together, often going on walks to avoid participating in various activities with the other wedding guests. As they do so, they reveal more about their past and opinions on relationships. Although they butt heads on a lot of topics, they seem to find each other amusing and a connection forms. And that's it. That's what happens in this movie. <laughs> they, they bond over mutual disgusts, as it were. Not mm -hmm. necessarily over... I mean, over... it's not 100% po negative. There are some yeah. positive things. They do talk about some things that they like. But a lot of it's, you know, how I was burned in all my past relationships. And why I became so cynical and joyless. And why I have the job I have. And they disagree on almost everything. But they definitely do warm up to each other over time. I do enjoy the fact that most of the stuff that they do is avoiding doing the other stuff that goes <laughs> along with the wedding. <laughs> it's so good. Um, they are very opt-out of the, the wedding activities kind of people. Um, so they're always standing on the sidelines or taking a walk or sitting in the sidelines and they're never really actively participating in the wedding, which is funny. Uh, but that's what happens in the movie. It's very, very hard to describe the plot points of this movie because there is no real plot points at all except for the fact that they get stuck together enough that they form a bond. That's yes. the major plot point is they're stuck together on the plane, they're stuck together with adjoining rooms at the hotel, they're stuck together at the slush table, and by that point they're like, well, I guess we just might as well hang out all this weekend together, even though we hate each other because there's no one else here we want to hang out with. Yep. And then the big one is, at the towards the end, the next big and only other plot point is Winona Ryder is like, should we give this a real go? Could this be love? You know, we've had she sex was twice. so funny saying that. Are he we falling was. in love? Are, Are we falling in love? <laughs> and she's like, who's to say whether it would work or whether we deserve it or whether we're willing to go through that again. But there's something here. We should follow up on it. And Keanu says, no, we're not going to follow up on it. It is, it is what it is. And it was what it was. And it was something that happened this weekend. But it's not a thing once we get back home. And so she goes home, and then he shows up at her door after a little bit of thought because she does say her address when she gets into the cab, and so he knows where she lives, and he shows up at her door. And there is no, like, big sweeping crescendo of music, and there is no really even words exchanged. He's just there, and she kind of shrugs at him knowingly. Like, I guess <laughs> we're giving this a try. But there's yeah. no positive or negative. You don't know that they end up together. You don't know that they work at all in the real world. But Keanu changes his mind and decides he's going to give it a go. And she's like, yeah, we are. And then the it's, movie's over. It's so good. So good. Claire mentions that the summary doesn't even mention the mountain lion. Which, you know, you can edit Wikipedia. So, Claire, I, I, I recommend. Yeah. And then everyone else can actually upvote to ensure that. So I think just between the five of us, six of us here, and maybe Charles, if he could leave the void, we can, we can do some damage on that Destination Wedding Wikipedia mm -hmm. page. Positive damage, as it yeah. were. Yeah. They go on a walk, and there's a mountain lion. And they're, like, arguing over whether or not it's a mountain lion for a really long time. If the mountain lion had charged them, they would be dead. <laughs> and then Keanu does a weird thing that he does and scares off the mountain lion. Um, he does it, like, three times throughout the movie or so, but it's, like, a weird, like, ear-clearing, back-of-the-throat, like, <laughs> hacking kind yeah. of noise. And he does that to scare off the mountain lion. And then they're running away from the mountain lion, and they trip and fall and have sex on a hill. As you do, as one does, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's happened to all of us. Even the best of us have been felled by running away from a mountain lion and tripping on a hill. I mean, that whole scene was very funny. I just, I like when 
things are uh, a, a bit exaggerated, and I said it in the live chat. The amount of air that her handbag got was <laughs> I lost my shit because it's a wide shot. It is and, a very wide shot. You really and that just thing see gets this. launched. Yeah, yep. <laughs> it gets probably like. 15 feet up in the air. It's very high. <laughs> There's no way any purse would go that high unless no. you're chucking it that high. Yeah, not very much on purpose. flinging it because you flop down a hill. Uh, I love the fact that during intercourse, they talk constantly the entire time. And it's so funny because that's all they do the whole movie is talk constantly. They can't not share their opinions with one another and their stories and their, you know, uh, mental damage and whatever throughout the entire time that they're having sex on the hill that they fell down. Claire is here in the chat. I have at least one cousin whose existence started with his parents crashing into each other. So there you go. It's possible. It could happen to you. Right. It could happen to you. <laughs> oh my goodness. All right. Well, I feel like we had a great time with this movie. I, I, <laughs> I don't know if I have to necessarily ask, but Whitney, do you recommend this film? I do recommend this film. Perfect. Perfect. Andrew, do you recommend this film? I do. I recommend this film. Mm -hmm. Again, I'm expanding my uh, repertoire of, of genres that I tend to watch. So that's, if, if nothing else, that is what Keanu has helped me do, is watch things I normally probably wouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> For better or worse. <laughs> so... Yeah, often for worse. Yes, that is true. That is true. But, you know, it's the journey, right? It's the journey. Mm -hmm. So, Whitney, now I got to ask. This is, the, this is always the much more interesting part for me. Uh, what are you thinking in terms of where you're going to put this on your list? I have put it at number nine. Whoa, uh, between, top 10? Yeah, top 10. Uh, mainly because I intend to watch it again. There's a lot of movies on this list that I would watch again and probably will watch again, but I have not left any of them intending to watch it again. Okay. Um, like Man of Tai Chi, I know at some point I'm going to see again and should see again, but I did not leave saying... I need to watch this again to fully get everything out of it. And I did leave Destination Wedding. But it was funny and it was charming and I had a great time. So I definitely think that it's one that I'll revisit. It's a great, like, sick day movie. It's a great, you know, I don't know. I just think that it is one of those that will go into a regular rotation for me. So, yep, I put it at number nine between Man of Tai Chi and Parenthood. It does bump Keanu out of the top ten. But that's, no! I think, I think that's legit. No, that, that all checks out. That all checks out. Keanu, I, you know, it was, it was never destined, I, I don't think, to be a top 10. It was already, it, it already wasn't even in my top 10. But, mm -hmm. you know, it was like an honorary thing. So, uh, I'm going to be just a bit lower on my list, but not by much. I'm going to put this at number 16. So I really, really like this movie. Mm -hmm. uh, don't get me wrong. I just, uh, you know, Tune In Tomorrow is a tough one to beat. You know, it's a tough nut to crack for me. So, you know. <laughs> you really like Tune In Tomorrow. I don't uh, know. I I'm don't know. I'm surprised you're putting this below the lake house. Because the lake house is good, and it's, but it's very classic rom-com. Yeah. And this is a little bit more atypical and quirky. That's it. So the I will say this, uh, as as you may or may not be aware, one of my other uh, one of my other favorite things in in all of cinema is a is a good time travel movie. So mm -hmm. that's why I like the lake. I like the just premise wise. It kind of broke my brain a little bit. So I was like, oh, this is fun. I like the I like the back and forth here, mm -hmm. and then uh, yeah, something's got to give. It kind of falls into that same. Romantic comedy and a little bit more traditional, maybe, mm -hmm. uh, I guess. Uh, so but I would put these two, like, I think at any given time, you could swap the position for me of Destination Wedding. Something's got to give, depending on, like, if I was looking for, if I was looking to laugh out loud more, like, Diane Keaton in that movie is crazy good. She's crazy good, yeah. Yeah, if I, if I wanted something a little bit more sarcastic and biting, I might mm -hmm. go for this one. So, yeah, I, I really, really enjoyed this movie, so... Nice. It's, I think making it in that top, that those top twenty 
seats right there. It's like a, those movies are sitting pretty. So mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. a lot of fun, a lot of fun. Nice. All right. Recommendations. Uh, that's all good. Rankings all good. We did it. Don't. I mean, you're all here, so you were hanging out with us. This is one of those rare situations where the length of this episode does not is not a factor in how much we enjoyed this film. Yeah, for usually once. when they're this short, it's because we did not like it, but we didn't hate it. We just had nothing to say about it. <laughs> right. This one, had the reason skipped. we don't have anything to say about it is because it's all dialogue, and unless yeah. we're literally share like repeating this script to you, there's no way for you to get it unless you watch it. <laughs> Exactly. It's definitely worth worth a watch if you haven't seen it. And apparently, based on the numbers, it, it did not do very well. So, you know, if you like these two actors, if you like the other things that Keanu has done, if you're looking for a rom-com that's a, a little bit different, a little bit uh, anti, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. this might be something worth checking out. Mm-hmm. 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 All right. Let's, uh, let's talk next week. Next week. Um, so <laughs> I will be walking us through replicas of very, very recent Keanu Reeves film that I have not seen. <laughs> Whitney? I have not seen it either. I know very little about it. I'm sure I saw a trailer, but that's about it. Yeah. This movie did not uh, do... <laughs> Super well no. in theaters at all. I believe it also stars Alice Eve, who <laughs> is uh, a very good actress. And that is that is the extent of all, of what I know about this. It's a <laughs> science fiction film, as far yeah, as I, was I gonna know. Say, I was going to say, I think I remember something sci-fi-ish, but I don't even know that that's true. So I think this came out, If so I have to get my, I think the timing lines up. I think this came out almost completely adjacent to the movie... Passengers, starring Chris Pratt and uh, not Scarlett Johansson. I can't remember who the co-star in that was, but I thought it was very easy for those two films to get confused for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, Jennifer Lawrence. Jennifer Lawrence Mm -hmm. was the co-star. Thank you. Uh, That was going to drive me insane. (laughs) Right. I was like, not Black Widow, but it was Katniss. And I'm like, but the, and I'm like, oh, yeah. okay, yeah, that's going to drive me insane because I, I know her, like, but I don't, I could not think of who it was at all. Interesting. Jody in the chat says Keanu was supposed to star in Passengers. That's interesting. That's some Charles level knowledge right there. Erica said this was, this, this was great. She's going to watch, going to watch Destination Wedding. She's taking our advice. All right. <laughs> we're changing we're changing hearts and minds, Whitney. We're doing it. Yeah, Jody clarifies. Passengers was Keanu's movie for a long time. Then Star Lord came in, I guess, and uh scooped it up. I don't know. He maybe he decided uh, to do replicas. It, it would have been bad either way. <laughs> I haven't seen replicas, but I have seen passengers, and it was really not ever gonna work. I um I I will have to send you not that it would change your mind, but it is when people make well-reasoned, not yelly arguments about why a movie is actually great. That's always fascinating to me because I'm with you. I saw Passengers, did not really care for it. Then I listened to a podcast that a guy literally just like for about 90 minutes, he was like, here's why it's actually a masterpiece. And it it ultimately didn't change my mind, but I love Making a making your no, point. No, yeah, no. I'll yeah. listen to someone be passionate about something for a long time, whether I agree with them or not, or whether it changes my mind or not. Yeah. So I, I mean, you know, if you have time, I, I'll I'll send it to you. You can give it a listen. But very very interesting. And we're getting some clarification. Passengers was two years before Replicas, but okay. I don't know why I confuse the wires crossed in my brain, but that's a black hole of a time, I guess. I don't know <laughs> for sci-fi. Anyway, that's next week. I think we might have a guest on for that one. But I don't want to commit too hard to that. But we'll see. Should be exciting. Anyway, Whitney, in the meantime, while we're waiting for the next episode, where can people find you on the internet? 
I am at Whitney underscore Nelson, N-E-L-S-E-N on Twitter. And through there, you can find my other podcast, Historical Hotties. And I occasionally guest on a video games podcast called Almost Better Than Silence. But you can find all that. I retweet things from my main account, so you can find that there. And I am at Whitney Nelson on Instagram with no underscore, um, but spelled the same way. If you want to see a lot of pictures of food and my dog, because that's all I'm doing lately is food and dog. I mean, living the dream, really. Yeah. No, I mean, that's <laughs> how I like it. <laughs> right. You're either on board or... I'm, do- the, I'm doing it on purpose. Out. Let's just say that. Yeah. Uh, I had, I I literally just had someone text me and ask where we, where they could find this, this list of ours. Uh, I, I probably should work this into the beginning, but okay. Uh, com slash list will get you to the list of movies we're doing plus our rankings, or you can go to coolbreezepod.com slash rankings and it'll just be like the static list of what we have watched and ranked and reviewed and stuff like that. So that's got... The, the Google Doc, the first one, the slash list, has a lot more information on there. That's mm-hmm. the one to use. I like that one. Mm-hmm. So there. I'll work that in for next week. You know, six episodes from the end. <laughs> <laughs> perfect. <sighs> a perfect segue. We are very organized here. It's a great podcast. It's a great podcast. Uh, you can find me on the internet at Dark Driving. That's on Twitter and Instagram. That's where I'm the most active. I've also been doing some live streaming over on YouTube. If you do a search for the primary storyline, that's where I just, at random, there's literally no rhyme or reason to it. If you're interested in video editing, motion graphics, uh, anything like what, what we do right now, like live streaming, that sort of stuff, uh, I start up a screen share. I put a little picture of myself there. I answer questions. We run through really cool stuff. If this is something you need to do for your job, if you want to look better on Zoom, if you want better lighting, if you want to sound better, (laughs) I might be able to help you out with that. So give that a look if you want. If not, no big. It's fine. That's it. We did it. We're done. Oh, uh, we have some people asking, are we watch partying replicas? Uh, If it's available, Whitney, would would you want to do that? Yeah, I'd do that. I don't know if it is, but I will. I will check, and I will. Uh, I will let you know. It should be on Netflix or Prime. So if that's the case, we will tweet out a, a link to a watch party. Make that happen. That'll be fun. Mm-hmm. All right, that brings us to the end. So yeah, let it. me go. <laughs> let me go ahead and do this. Oh yeah! Thank you, chat. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, Whitney, for joining me on this adventure. And in the words of Bill S. Preston and Ted Theodore Logan, be excellent to each other and party on, dudes. Yeah.